a new NVC poll is out, and the news continues to be not very good for President Biden. And I know it's a year out, and Obama was down, and Clinton was down, and all of that is true. But there's some some incidentals here that I think we have to be careful of. And that is, for those of us who are on the ground, for those of us who are precinct chairs, those of us who are not just precinct chairs, but out there in the community, speaking to folks, uh, mano a mano, face to face, uh, on blogs, online, etc. There is a difference here, folks, and that is the young people on specific issues. And right now, the way many of the young people are looking at this particular race, whether it's Trump or or Biden, they don't care. And for those who said, yes, but do you want to lose your democracy? They don't care. And I'm talking about a, a, a select group on which the election can actually turn. They don't care. I have spoken to a few uh, a few Gen Zs, uh, some younger Gen Xers, and the way they see it is that they rather give an establishment party a black eye and pay the price with pain than to continue to have something stuffed. In their face. I want you to look at this poll, and believe it or not, uh, if you if you take a look at this poll and you select certain parts of it, the story that I just told is what is within this poll. Let's take a look at this, and then we'll take it a t- look at it at, on the other side. The war between Israel and Hamas rages on. It is having a transformative impact in our politics. We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning, which shows the toll it is taking on the president. I'm joined now by national political correspondent Steve Kornacki to take us through the numbers. Steve, some real stunning highlights here in this poll. Absolutely. And I think you're right to set it up that way. What's happening in the Middle East, it really does seem to be connecting with what's happening domestically in our politics. Let's start with the bottom line here. President Biden, what is his job approval rating? We measure it now at 40% with 57% disapproving the significance. That is the lowest President Biden has ever measured in our poll in terms of job approval. And just look at the sea change from the start of this year. Remember, early this year, Democrats coming off a strong 2022 midterm. He was almost even. Now he's 17 points underwater on this question. Significant dip there, Steve. It, it is. And you can actually, if you take a look here by party, I think it's significant for two reasons. One, independence, obviously, more than two to one disapprove. You don't want to be there as an incumbent president, but I think equally significant, no surprise, 7% of Republicans approve of Joe Biden's job performance, but three times as many Democrats, 21%, that's more than one in five, say they disapprove. You need much more unified support in your own party if you're going to have a successful re-election campaign. And we mentioned the drop in that approval rating and the connection to the Middle East, and here it is. 
on foreign policy, 33% approve of Joe Biden's job performance. Just in September, we asked the same question, and it was 41.53. These numbers surprised our own pollsters, Steve, with one saying he cannot remember a time when a foreign entanglement that didn't involve U.S. troops had the capacity to transform the electorate. And that's not the case in this poll. No, and it go even a step further on this one. I think this jumps out at you, too. Overall, this is the handling of the the Israel-Hamas war. And again, it kind of measures overall up with Biden's foreign policy approval. But look at this. Among the oldest group of voters, 65 Mm. plus, there's a majority who approve of how Biden is handling this. That's plus 12. Look at the youngest group of voters. 20 approve, 70 percent disapprove. He is 50 points underwater with the youngest group of voters. That is a 62-point net swing between youngest and oldest on this topic of Israel and Hamas. And it's a critical group of voters that he needs in order to win re-election, that's for sure. Absolutely. So we're showing you Biden's problems here. And the question is, who will the Republicans nominate to oppose him? And again, Donald Trump towering above the field here. Two others in double digits. Compare this to our last poll. And again, Trump is steady. The only growth you're really seeing, the only change. It's right there. Nikki Haley, she grew last time. She grew a little bit more this time into double digits. And those numbers are fueled by non-Trump voters. I've been talking to sources inside Trump world who say they're not panicking because of that. But it's clear she's got some real momentum here, Steve. She does. And her challenge is just what you say. You look at voters who call themselves conservative, very conservative. They're very pro-Trump. They seem a little reluctant, a little resistant to her. She's got to break through not just with moderates and independents. She's got to break through with core Republican voters who like Donald Trump if she wants to make this a real game with Trump. Okay, so if we are heading towards Trump, Biden, a rematch in 2024, how does that look in our polling right now? Here it is. Donald Trump, we have at 46 percent. Biden, 44. And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah, it's 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look, at the start of this year, 39% said they had a positive view of Biden, barely 30 of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now the gap is gone. 36 positive on both and actually Biden one point more negative than Trump. That's been a significant advantage for Biden. Our poll says that advantage, at least for now, may be gone. And we talked about younger voters on foreign policy, and it's true on a host of other topics. Disaffected with Joe Biden. We have 46 percent for Trump, 42 percent for Biden among the youngest voters. The youngest voters in the 2020 election were Biden plus 26. This could be a massive sea change. And if you take a look here, too, everybody sort of says, hey, I'm not too nuts about the possibility of this matchup. So we said, let's measure this one way. And here's how we did it. Biden against an unnamed Republican. This is just a referendum on Biden, basically. And look at this. He goes from being in a a dogfight with Trump to being double digits behind. But then flip it around. Trump against an unnamed Democrat, Trump goes from leading against Biden to being down by six points against the Democrats. So the question is this. Look, first of all, uh, personally speaking, if Biden becomes, uh, personally speaking, I am going to vote no matter what. Secondly, I am going to vote for the Democrat no matter what. But I'm not a 
millennial. I'm not a young uh, Gen Xer. I am going to vote for the Democrat because I understand even now, uh, at this point in our history, uh, I will choose the better of two folks. I don't want to say evil because I don't want to call Brother Biden evil at all. But I, I, I will choose uh, what's the better candidate. You know, Biden likes to use the phrase, don't look for perfection or something to that effect. Look for the alter. Don't don't seek the don't don't look at what the alternative is. I don't remember what the phrase is, but you guys know what I'm saying. So I I personally, taking off my whole cap, I will definitely be voting a straight Democratic ticket from the top of that ticket to the bottom of that ticket. And the reason I'm doing that is I think it is existential for our current generation and a subs and a subsequent generation i mean eventually it'll pass and you know even fascist uh, countries eventually can return to democracy after enough turmoil but i don't want uh fascism in my time or my my daughter's time that's what i have immediate control over and i will vote that way but trying to convince youngsters who figure They'll let those who screwed them pay the price and they'll just stay home because after all, they're trying to stuff things down their throat. Uh, Biden, is, Biden goes over to Israel and he hugs Netanyahu, irrespective of most of the young people understanding that Netanyahu is a war criminal who is doing horrendous things, not just now in Gaza, but much, many years before and before and before and before and before. And we, the establishment Democratic Party, stays with Netanyahu. When, it lo when we look at certain policies, we can't, we can't muster the strength to go up against a plutocracy, an oligarchy. We, we still have uh, both Pelosi and Biden saying, we are a capitalist country and this is just how things are going to be. As opposed to listening to the younger folks and say, wait a minute, it's on our backs. Look at what you guys have done on our backs. The short-sightedness, the tunnel vision of what has occurred with both parties, but one where it should not have occurred. Again, I will be doing the right thing as I push for more progressive values as I push to ensure that eventually we truly get a progressive president, eventually we truly get a progressive Congress, eventually we truly get a progressive Supreme Court. But many won't see it that way. And I fear if the Democratic Party doesn't listen, doesn't listen to progressives going forward, which are the basal representatives of the youth and quite a few of our more uh, our, our, our voters that want to do the right thing, the price will be paid dearly at the polls. And it won't only affect the presidency because for those who stick it out and say they're not going to vote for the president, they likely not show up at all. And all down the ballot, 
what we will get is a is a is a failure of Biden to be reelected, and a and a failure for the re- recovery or, or or the the switch in Congress again, meaning the Congress will probably even become more Republican, and likely a turnover in the Senate. I know this is all bad news and this is all fatalistic, etc. But it would be deserved if the party doesn't start listening to all its constituents. I repeat, listening to all its constituents, especially the ones that will take you over the hump. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.